Okay, episode two of the uh, so far named Neil and Eliza podcast, but that will that will change. <laughs> I think that's a discussion we, we should have in this podcast as well. Um, potential names for the podcast. Um, how are you going? Yeah, very good, very good. I am excited to talk about the topic we've got in mind today. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? I'm very excited because uh, <laughs> this is something I uh, have uh, had a lot to say on previously in um, in podcasts and just in videos and on the internet. <laughs> um, so that will be in sales, of course. Yep, a topic love everyone it. loves to talk about. But before we get into that, do you actually do you have any potential names for this? Um, because I don't want to just, because the other one I just call Neil and Jordan, and that's boring. Like, I don't <laughs> now wanna, it's Neil and Eliza. <laughs> yeah, no, we've got we to have an actual name for this podcast. Well, you've really put me on the spot. Um, no, I don't Nothing have anything yet. yet. Yeah, no, well, neither do I. Um, so we can, we can think about this throughout the podcast. Maybe someone else can inspire us with a name. Gen- gender wars, and that's too militaristic. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> too controversial. <laughs> yeah. Um, Coming together, oh, that's that's. I kind of like no, it. But that's, um, Innuendo. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Well, there you go. Um, there's, that's my subconscious. Um, uh, that's too cheesy, though. It is very cheesy. You know, it's either going to be something really intense, like gender wars, like yeah. men versus women, or it's yeah. going to be something really cheesy, like uh, bridging the gap, or like. <laughs> so it's going to be something in between. Disclaimer, bridging the gap is very important. <laughs> is that, oh, that's the gap between the indigenous, like, yes. yeah, okay, so well, then we can't call it that then, but, no. um, <laughs> you know, but bridging the divide or whatever it is, something yes. like that would just be way too cringe yes. and I'm, I'm not okay with that. So. Conquering gender. Again, con- it's no. just very, it's aggressive, <laughs> aggressive, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I'm going to conquer this. Um, We'll think about it. We'll look at we'll that. We'll think about get it. There. Uh, if anyone, in, maybe in the comments or whatever, if you've got some ideas, um, please help. Send them through. Yeah. But uh, t- today we're going to talk about uh, incels. Yay. Woo-hoo. Everyone's favorite topic. So, um, for those of you who don't know, incel is an acronym. It's not really an acronym, it's just an abbreviation of um, involuntarily celibate. So, it, um, it applies to, well, men really. Um, and it's men who want to get laid but can't get laid mm-hmm. um the usual trope is that they've formed online communities where they um bear their frustrations towards women and towards society at large uh, some of them have even become quite extreme violent mm. um elliot roger uh killed seven i think it was seven people mm. in either 2014 or 15 and he made a very chilling video about how he felt hard done by with uh, the hot popular girls going for um, what he would call uneducated brutes. The chads. And yeah, the chad. The chad. So this is yeah, all the terms. That's uh, you're the on top of this. Yeah. Look at you. Um, so a chad is um, just your stereotypical, I guess in Australia, the equivalent would be a footy boy. Your bro. Your bro. Yeah. yeah. Athletic. Yeah. Um, um, big. You know, good looking jawline. Yes, yeah. gets gets a lot of female attention, yeah. uh, and then the, I guess they would consider there's beta males. There's um, mm. Omega, I think mm. Omega mm. now is mm. the is another term. I'm not actually 
well versed in the lingo. I know Stacy is the yes. female equivalent to Chad. Yes. So it's the you know the stereotypical popular girl. Yep, blonde cheerleader. Yeah. Yep. And then there's also another one that's like the beta male equivalent of women, but I've forgotten. I've forgotten they have a they have a name for for those girls as well, and they have a lot of beta orbiters, which uh. are men who are constantly um messaging them and and trying to get in, but they just want the chat and wow. It's um. Look, when you when you don't when you when you're not really aware of the extreme aspects of it, it's quite funny. Uh, yeah. Some of these terms and it is interesting, and it, it's not just a place of, um, I guess, it's, it's not an individual thing. Mm. Incels, it's it's a huge community, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of part of identifying as an incel is that they are finding a sense of belonging and community through these online forums which are i know you hate this word but they're so toxic and oh, i love the word <laughs> i just hate that the, the overuse overused, of the word overused we should yeah. have a counter on this podcast like the... <laughs> how many times we use the word toxic because it'll definitely be said a lot okay yeah because there's a lot of toxicity in this um but i i watched a documentary on incels the other day um where there, it was a self-proclaimed incel and he was showing and he runs one of the biggest online forums and he was showing how it is and just quick was that the vice documentary it may have been i think i might have seen that yeah. and there's a female reporter that goes yeah. in and she's blonde yeah. And yeah, yeah yeah i've seen that yeah. i've seen that one it was so interesting so um definitely give that a watch and it kind of shows though how violence against women is celebrated in those um, communities and it also demonstrated though interestingly how you know mental health um, issues are very rife in that community as well yeah yeah intensely so yeah so um to give uh any listeners a bit of background uh i did a podcast with with my friend jordan on on this uh it would have been a few months ago now um it was somewhat controversial I look most people got on board with it but I had certain arguments that were uh not received particularly well so maybe this didn't come across in the podcast particularly well but my main argument was that first of all I wanted to differentiate between say an intel and a man who actually just can't get late so mm. even though by definition that is also an intel yeah. but I think there's a certain ideology that comes with being an an incel in the in, mm. in that in that ideological mm. sense, which is, I am owed something. Society revol well, essentially revolves around me. Um, women are, and not just women. Feminism and modern progressive society is to blame for my inability to get laid, which isn't when you break it down like that is such a narcissistic mm. <laughs> mentality. This entire cultural movement is at fault as to why I can't get laid, um, but. Then there are men who actually just uh, are trying and, and they might not be uh, genetically as, as attractive. They might have had a bit of bad luck. They might not be as intelligent. And they just face constant, they just face a lot of rejection. And I'm not, see, as soon as I say something like that, I think a lot of people think, well, so it's women's fault. No, I'm just saying like, this is, this is life for them, it's you know, facts. it's just, it's yeah. just uh, rejection after rejection. Mm. Um, they can't get in, you know, they can't contribute to conversations about 
girlfriends and sex and partners and um, they do feel frustrated. Um, they may not necessarily take that frustration out on 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 women or on feminism or mm-hmm. whatever it is, but they're not happy people. And I think that um, also comes down to a greater societal problem, which is that, I mean, and I know this from personal experience, for a man, um, getting girls is such a marker of how valuable you are yeah. and like whether or not it's you're hooking with your up masculinity and, as well yeah. yeah whether you're getting laid and yeah. and and look i think that's also somewhat biological but mm. it leads to a lot of um uh, i don't i wouldn't say depression but um mental issues mm. uh with with um with men and um there were certain statistics i threw out some of those just very briefly were um, from 2008 to 2018, there's a study and it said that um, now 30% of men aged 18 to 24, this is in America, but look, Australia, America, I, I, mm. I, I would assume par. it would be similar. Yeah. Um, 30%, so nearly a third of men aged 18 to 24 haven't had sex in the last year. Um, whereas with women, um, it was less than half, if I remember correctly. It was definitely a lot less. Yeah. Um, there was a There was a statistic about how it was this whole article, it was a study done and it, it adapted economic modeling to um, sex basically. And it was weirdly interesting. It was saying that it would be like this, almost this like modern society would be like this sex oligarchy where um, today how, especially in America, people talk about the 1%, how the 1% controls so much wealth and yeah. all the billionaires have um, that sort of power. There is a smaller proportion of men who are, and you know, getting a lot more success with women um, than there are women. You know, it's a bit, it's a bit more shared out with with women. Mm. Mm. And I didn't really, I didn't, I, I, I'll have to re-listen to the podcast, but I tried as hard as I could to 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 make the point. Is this even a bad thing? Do we even need to worry about it? I didn't say, "Oh, this is terrible, and we need to change this." I said, "Is this something we should we we should be worrying about?" My guess was that I can't imagine that being healthy for a society if those trends are if it's trending that way. But then I also asked the question, "All right, is this well? What what do we do about it? Do we just blame you know modern?" Um, modern culture and, and feminism or do we say men need to think and, and change the way they behave and 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 mm. i think a lot of men are sort of still living out this um older idea that you know if i have a job um i can provide for a woman and and that's mm. you know that's that's enough and yeah. Yeah. well it's not that you need to do more but you need to i think the pressures are a bit different now and i don't look i'm mm. going off for a bit but i'm just trying to you know, really uh, decipher exactly what I was trying to say in that in that podcast. Mm. Um, mm. And then, look, I was I was look, I was questioning it all, and I was saying, is this a problem that there there seems to be a very unequal distribution of uh, of sex when it when yeah. it, with men? Um, yeah. And my guess was that I couldn't imagine this being a good thing um i also think porn pornography has a huge mm. role to play in that's way easier to watch porn than to potentially go out to mm. a bar and face rejection i mean even even i'll admit that yeah. um, but 
Anyway, I, I want to hear your thoughts on um, everything I've just yeah, said and, yeah, and, sure. and the whole uh, yeah. incel and yeah. also incel versus uh, men who can't yeah. uh, get... And then also what's it like for, for women in that yeah. same position who are maybe struggling to get a, a date or to... For sure. Have have sex because the the very quick counter argument to that will be like, well, it's easy. It's easy for women, which I I I would say on average it is. It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, but um, yeah, go on now. I, I think, went on for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's really great because you did actually cover that. You know, yes, that stat is a hundred percent correct. That men get laid a lot less than women um and then when you said you know there's kind of two avenues you can go down with that fact it's the should we look into this do i need to change things why does this happen blah 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 or there's the screw women um this is so unfair how dare they 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 don't deserve that and that's where the incel community was born um in that repression and in that anger with um because of that so i think you know with um women we we have much more choice than men um and that's why we can get we can have more sexual encounters because we essentially can this is a like a terrible stereotype that's really true but most men will especially in our age or younger will sleep with whoever they can get really if they're female and and relatively attractive and of, of their age whereas women will you know typically choose men who are compatible or who they find very attractive um, and because men and women have different needs to fulfill and when I say these things I, I really only mean typically not always yeah um and we sure. we talked about this once um a while ago how you know for men they they may seek that a physical chemistry and that initial attraction to someone and how they look and for women what they want in men it's about how you make us feel um and when someone can make us feel good, whether it be through laughing or through their physical attractiveness or through just their personality, that's that's the person that we're going to choose to sleep with. So the stat is correct. Um, but at the same point, you know, my, my friend um, actually raised a really good point about this the other day when um, we were talking about dating and, and Tinder and sleeping around. And she said, Eliza, Every man's going to want to sleep with you, but it's about who are you willing to, you know, give your body to and give that time to and who who is going to, you know, satisfy that for you. Um, and I think that that's an important aspect is that, you know what, we do actually have more choice than men. <laughs> Just really quickly there, um, this is a bit of a, a tangent, but do you think that mentality of um, who am I, who who am I giving my body to? Do you think that's dangerous in any way? Because doesn't it then assume that, uh, you know, the, the woman is like, I'm the gift and, you yeah. know, this is, you know, the it's hard to articulate this exactly what I mean. This is my temple, worship me. <laughs> yeah, whereas I've yeah. always thought it's 50-50, right? Like, uh, you know, yeah. I'm giving my body as well. Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I I agree with you on that. But I also think, you know, I can only speak from my perspective. You're giving your body, but sure. you, this is how 
you know, I, if I give my body to someone that's going to impact me differently to you giving your body, you might be like, hey, anyone come get it. For me, it might be like, I need this I'm not respect that, I'm not me. that easy. Jeez. <laughs> Disclaimer, he's not that easy. Um, but, you know, it, it's different for everyone. But also, you know, like you said before, men have a harder time um, statistically pulling women mm-hmm. um, and seducing women. And I think that the whole aspect of giving my body to someone can come down to it's like how do when we talk to men and we're like how do you um, if you want to get laid how do you approach a woman and then we tell them be charming and and be funny and, and compliment her and be supportive and then here a woman is sitting at the bar and she's thinking oh my gosh I have just met this beautiful man he's this he's that and he's putting in so much effort and then you sleep together and then, he doesn't and then he's back. like see ya <laughs> and she thinks wow right. uh, narcissism or that's toxic masculinity or that's manipulation whereas he thinks i was trying to you know appeal to the needs and wants of a woman um neither are necessarily wrong but i think there is such a a common aspect of that occurring that that's why women have this perspective you know i need to be more aware of who I'm giving my body to um, and I and I want to give it to someone that can respect it and mm. you know I hate to say it but women are probably going to be a little bit more likely based on you know we are more nurturing and emotional um, most of the time um, we we will probably show that person a lot of you know respect and seek that emotional connection whereas then if a man sleeps with us and puts forward an emotional connection that wasn't real that's why we have these reactions being like i need to be more cautious of this yeah. in the future yeah yeah so then how does that play into uh incels and and their frustrations and do you yeah. think um what what's your view on the that community but also the the statistics I brought up, um, do you think it's a bad thing or do you, and, and then with the women's side there, so if, if there's maybe a lot of men who are not a a void, are being void of physical connections, do Mm. those same, um, Mm. does, does that same disparity apply to women being very void of emotional connections? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point. And I think that we, we can't blame women for not having sex with us or with you. Um, because, you know, women are allowed to have the choice um, and we, we can choose who we want just as you can. Um, but I think that it's that aggressive nature from these people that are in cells um, and they, they think, oh, you know, I've asked her for sex and she said no. So, wow, women suck. Um, but often it doesn't go like that. They need to consider, though, some of the energy that they may have as a person. And I've met a few and I've been approached by a few. And, you know, you can tell sometimes straight off the bat, not just how they look. Although I did see a really funny thing um, that an incel was saying that they have different jaw lines and facial structures to non-incels and that it's a, a genetic race almost the and, the, yeah. and, the, and the forearms <laughs> yeah um, the forearms yeah. yeah yeah lots of lanky people get laid 
newsflash. Um, lots of people find Michael Sarah very sexy, but anyway, irrelevant. Um, so I think that it's this, not just the fact that women are rejecting you, but why is it? And it's not just the fact that you are not muscly and not that you have a jawline that you're getting rejected. Perhaps it's that you are aggressive. Um, you're extremely cynical sometimes. Um, perhaps it's that you may be 30 and not having a job and you know, that's absolutely fine for some people. And for others, they're like, no, you know, for me as a 30 year old, I'm not 30, but if I was, I'd be like, okay, I've only got so many eggs left. I need, you know, someone that can provide stability if I'm looking for a partner. Mm -hmm. um, and that would be something that I'm seeking in someone. So, and most women may fall into that category as well, which is why most women may say no to these kinds of people. Um, and what we do see with these um, incels and, you know, when you, post them on like reddit or whatever and you see like how they will approach us and i get these all the time as well someone will slide into your dms and be like hey you're so you're so beautiful let's go out tonight and i'll be like oh thank you that's really sweet um i'm not free tonight or i'm not interested in dating or i have a boyfriend or something like that and then it will be like well f you you dumb bitch like just very insulting things and it's just that switch straight away that I'm sorry like you know that I'm not free or that I'm in a relationship or that I just don't want to but I don't actually owe you a date because you sent me a compliment um yeah yes yeah that's um I I I, I understand that um it can be frustrating if you get rejected and and it's annoying yeah. but to then go and abuse someone like that is um yeah. There's there's something going on there that that's yeah. not Yeah, it, I think it goes a lot deeper. Yeah, yeah. It, it would and it, it sort of it's probably like a compounding effect of a lifetime of yeah. rejections and, and then even abandonment issues. I mean look, I even know in in high school and my even into my early twenties I didn't have a, a, as much success as some of the other yeah. guys out there and it was um was frustrating because it, it, it you look at some of them and you think why you know it, it doesn't yeah. make sense like why do they get to have this because sex and and being sexy is so valued yeah. in in our culture that yeah if you're missing out on that it it hurts especially as a teenage boy hormonally oh, it's it all you think about yeah and um yeah. you know i even losing my virginity a lot mm. later than a lot mm. of the other guys i know those you know that one or two years where I was still a virgin was like, that's all I thought about. Yeah. And, and it just killed me. Um, yeah. And ironically enough, I, I think because I was so desperate, that comes across. Yes, it does. And, it's the energy you're putting out. Yeah. You know, that's very unattractive yeah. most, most, um, in most cases. So mm. my other um, thing that I think was quite controversial in that podcast was I was just, I wasn't saying this should be the case, but should there be something, some sort of culture that, that does, um, if we find a balance and I'm not saying it should just fall onto women because historically, um, you know, the shame for sleeping around would always just fall onto women and men yeah. would never really get shamed for, um, you know, going around and, and, and sleeping around. Yeah. And I think, 
Uh, I, I mean, I just did a, a an Ask Neil episode about this where I was saying, well, that whole player versus slut thing. Like, I don't. A woman should never get shamed for for mm. sleeping around. But I, I like a guy who, especially if they're very attractive. If a guy can sleep with you know a very attractive woman every week, like, mm. wow, that's impressive. Mm. You know, so yeah, I can see why those sorts of guys get congratulated. Yeah. Do you think? Um, well, because there, historically there were there was such a strict code of sexual morality. You know, you mm-hmm. could only have sex with the person you were married, and then if you even, I mean, even in the eighteen hundreds, I think yeah. women in 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 America and England had to. You know, they didn't want to. It, it wasn't like they were wearing a burqa, but they were very covered up. And mm. men, I mean, they covered the chair legs because it reminded them of women. Yeah. So it was yeah. such a yeah. sexually. Um, pure culture Mm. and do you think there's been maybe an overcorrection where now especially with the apps yeah we just we 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 have too much casual sex and that actually can be it can be bad for the individual but bad for the culture but then the next question would be well if we want people to not have as much casual sex Mm. isn't the only response then some form of slut shaming Mm. to both men and women it is so high because we are women are empowered sexually these days and that I think that's fantastic but I think that this trend of sexual empowerment and and casual sex amongst all genders Mm. is relatively new so I I don't think I can even comment on whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing because who knows how how that's gonna pan out or impact society in the future like you know we're seeing um, a lot of growth in non-traditional relationships, um, whether that be open, polyamorous, um, those kind of casual things with multiple lovers. Um, there's, yeah, we, we just don't know. Uh, it will be interesting to see what happens. But I do understand that, you know, we do have a lot cho- of choice. And I it, it is interesting with Tinder in particular. Um, like I, I have a male friend who had tinder for um a month and he was he's relatively good looking in my eyes he's good looking and he got like eight matches in a month whereas i got (laughs) i don't want to say it's that shameful yeah i've I've heard girls talk (laughs) about you know they you get hundreds a hundred if i had swiped yes to everyone i probably would have got three thousand in a week you know it's just not because of me (laughs) because maybe because men are just like yep 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 (laughs) Cause, anyone <laughs> well because they i think you know when i'm looking through tinder i'm like yeah, she's hot she's hot she's hot yeah like, it's not, i'm not really You're seeing the value oh, she's <laughs> she's relationship material i'm just sort of i've ch- I, well you know i do i don't i don't say yes to everyone i'm not yeah. one of those um not one of those guys but yeah i mean 50 well at least 33 to 50 yeah I'm, I'm swiping um well, you were right telling to. me about something you read on RSVP. Was it a stat? Or oh, that's that? right. Yeah. yeah. So there was, I can't remember if it was RSVP or Plenty of Fish. It's one of the major dating websites and they did a statistic. Uh, they they did a study where what they did was they showed um, men and women various profiles on their site and they told the men and women to say, okay, is this profile above average or below average? 
And for men, they generally said 50% of the women were above average, 50% were below average. So by definition, um, that mm. sort of fits the mm. mold of there being an average somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, whereas with women, they said um, only 15% they perceived as above average, mm -hmm. whereas 85% they perceived as below average, which then that's not, I mean, by statistical definition, that's not, that's not, that's, yeah. a, that's a skewed interpretation yeah. of what so they average is. 85% of men that they viewed, they deemed as below average. Again, look, it was a while ago, um, yeah. but Something I like think that. so. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, so there was, there's a few conclusions. There's a few potential conclusions. It's yeah. either the men on this site are just really bad yeah. <laughs> or, um, women have higher standards or perhaps this is what i think it is is that i know i always repeat this so apologies but women mm, it's okay men will base a lot of their interpretation of a woman based on how they look and yep. women of course do that too but most of it's going to come down to women often initially are straight away assessing even on tinder are we compatible because i'm not gonna i don't want to fall for you if this isn't going to work out and i want to see if you're going to be you know someone that can provide for me and or, or be in a relationship with me right but but they weren't asking them okay is this person compatible they were asking them is this person above exactly average? so what i'm saying is that when we're looking at photos and just pictures of men on a website like Plenty of Fish where we're, we know that it's not so much for casual encounters, it's for relationships and love. Mm -hmm. When we're looking at pictures, we're trying to gauge just how, how compatible can we be. And if you're seeing, you know, the average guy, realistically, you our bias is going to put a relatively good looking guy in front of us. Mm -hmm. And we're going to look at him and think, okay, he looks educated. He looks like he might have a career. He looks yeah. like, you know, he, he is kind or, or funny and, and social and would have lots of friends. And those are the things that we are finding attractive. So I, what I'm curious about in this, um, in this study is how would the results have changed if it was, was it just pictures or was it pictures and a bio where it had the same amount of information on like, what, mm. what do they do? What are their interests? What are their values? Because I think that if those things are put in from the female perspective, the results will be completely different. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I can't, um, I can't remember the exact study, but yeah. I think it did show the whole profile. So well, then yikes! <laughs> I <laughs> We're think, in trouble. But I, I look, that's a very small kind of study there. Um, well, it is interesting though because there there was one that I saw that reverses this almost. So the study you're referring to is almost not that you're saying this or the study is saying this, but it's kind of like women are thinking they are worthy to pick the top of the top men or to have these men yeah um however in a study that i read and i can't quote it i'm sorry but it's um it showed that women rated themselves all and then they mm -hmm. were rated by men and mm -hmm. men were rating them like let's say um six out of five and pretty much what they found uh, six out of ten and what they found in the study is that women rated themselves the same as men rated themselves um, and so if I rated myself a seven, 
pretty much all the men in the room were rating me a seven, and the other women were rating me a seven, and we were on par. I've seen this. Yeah. Is in that nef- Netflix yeah, show, and that's in it? that yeah, too. I've seen this one. But men this one was interesting. Yeah, were rating themselves. <laughs> Way higher than what everyone else was rating them. Even the other men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. So that was um, if you if you're a five, they were giving. I'm like I'm an eight. <laughs> and hey, power to you. Self confidence is is beautiful and and sexy. But you know, it is. It, who knows how much that kind of has a say in it as well. Um, yeah. These skewed True. expectations of I. I'm a incel and I should get that Stacy. Why doesn't Stacy want me? Okay, nope. Um, she doesn't want mm. me. Therefore, all women are terrible. So I think you know, with the incels, I don't actually think that they have inflated egos. They, it's probably they're from my knowledge and from what I've seen about what they say about themselves. They do have a lot of self-deprecating comments about how they look like because I don't look good I don't get girls and yeah, it's this a, and that it's almost a weird combination of both an inflated yeah. ego and highly insecure yeah sounds, yeah. Like, sounds like comedians <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um that it, that's so true it is it's like uh, I deserve this I'm entitled to this mm. but my God, am I ugly? Like that's kind of the contradiction of, of, of what they're saying. But I do think that one of the really important um, topics that no one really touches into when you talk about incels or look into incels is that most of them have pretty significant mental health issues. And most of them are probably, um, well, some of them, let's say, aren't going to have had grown up with positive female relationships. And that might yeah, be where this stems from, yeah. because the way we relate to our primary caregivers will impact so much, almost everything, I guess, um, in our future. And if we don't have a secure attachment to a female throughout, you know, our, our developing years, often we may never trust women or perceive women as worthy or trustworthy or honest um so i think that that's a really big part mm. of it and you know as humans we mommy issues yeah you said it <laughs> that's because daddy issues is in the um we'll go we'll do another podcast on daddy issues okay <laughs> next time but uh, mommy issues yeah. is, a, is a real thing um, it is yeah men can have abandonment issues if their mom was absent or yeah was um too rigid um yep and that, that then plays out in their relationship with women yep. and their future life. Exactly. And, you know, as as humans, we, we're driven by connection, tribe um, and community. And if they can't, these incels aren't achieving that with women. So they go into their online forums and then it feeds so much into... You know, they're getting validated, they're getting reassurance and they're getting all these people agreeing with them. And that's that gives them a sense of belonging and that's what the value they get out of it. But, you know, the belonging you're getting and the friendship and the bonds is coming only from a place of, okay, the only thing we have in common here is we're not getting laid. Um, And that it's so it's toxic. That's. Go, Second two. strike. Pretty <laughs> Take good a shot so far. every time you hear it. Um, <laughs> That'll be a good podcast. We can do that one day. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, um, it, it's it's toxic when you, there's a bunch of you know men talking online, sometimes hundreds in this one community, mm. hating on women. But at the same point, you're getting fed 
finally I have friendships, finally I have people that agree with me. So then you jump on that train as well. And it's just you're in this endless cycle of I'm going to hate women, but hating women is what is giving me a sense of community and belonging as well. So it's like, how do we get them out of that? Because if you change their mindset on that, they're going to lose their community. So it's, that's the challenge. Wow. Yeah. I never, never really thought of it that way. I think, um, um, I would, I would be in favor of, um, so I know this is also, here we go. Number three uh, can be seen as a toxic community, but, uh, pick up artistry or at least self-improvement when it comes to dating within a certain, uh, within a certain limit can be very helpful for, for men. I know there are, um, definitely, um, criticisms of, of that community and it's sort of, it's just commoditizing women and, and okay, that's just another one to, to bang. Mm. And Look, even the even some of the writers in in that community. I know uh, the game by Neil Strauss was really the first um, major mm. foray of the pickup artistry community into the mainstream, and he's very aware of that, and he understands the potential toxicity of the mm. of the um, movement. But at least it is helping men to to take action and to become. Um, to become, I wouldn't say necessarily better men, but to provide something in a casual encounter to be fun, yeah, and to give women um, a fun night, yeah, because ultimately that's um, that's good for both parties. If it is just a casual encounter and both people have fun, that's mm. what you want at, mm. out of a one night stand, right? There's so much um, controversy about learning picking up. Um, and you know, I think that I definitely have my opinions on it and I think that we should change the language to relating to women. I know that's, that's not going to appeal to anyone though. Like you're going to, you're not going to click that. It's, it's going to be, how do I pick up women? That's what lures us into these, watching these and learning about this and reading it. Hmm. But, and you know, he is, the game is so controversial as it is. Um, and there's definitely some positives like that he, teaches simple things such as you know make eye contact um stay comfortable you don't be too in her space and things like that which some people aren't aware of and haven't learned so i think that that's um positive yeah and i'm not necessarily saying this is the ultimate solution what i I am saying it's i think it's a step up from being in an incel community yeah you know at least then a man from being in those incel communities where they don't really aren't taking any action, but at least then it's also a community of men who might've um, struggled with their success among women, but mm. it's, it's better than um, the, the first option. Which Do you know is, what though? I think that as much as it's the best option or, or better than it's, it's probably not going to be, actually that's successful for most people within the incel community because people that I've seen or come across that are in this community have such an intense cynical and negativity bias which they are constantly getting validated and and deepened um this anger and hatred and also this self it comes down to you know self-fulfilling prophecy so if you could sit with a man and tell him for four hours 
all you got to do is, you know, just sit and be like, can I get your coffee or whatever and look her in the eyes. And you know what? There's a, there could be a 90% success rate, if, even if there was. And there's going to be that one in 10 woman that says, well, you know, it's going to be more than one, but let's just say one in 10 women would say, no, sorry, I don't want a coffee. And then that's instantly going to say, he's going to turn back the incel, I mean, and be like, yep, that's exactly what I thought. I knew it. You know, it's, it's their confer- yeah. it's confirmation bias. They're, it's exactly they're confirming their own doubts and um, confirming their own opinions. And when you get stuck into confirmation bias, even if I had said, yeah, I'll get a coffee with you, and the next girl said, yeah, it, it might happen five times. And then the last girl says no. And then he forgets everything. And he's like, yep, I knew it. Women, they're all like this. Um, it's They ignore sometimes. The, yeah. You get narrow-minded. Yeah. It's even the same in a, in a relationship if a man has an um, unhealthy idea of how women are. <laughs> and his girlfriend could be doing wonderful things for the first three four five months of the relationship and then she makes one mistake which everyone is going to yeah and then that just confirms his bias that oh all women are just like this and and, and that yeah. goes both ways as well i think yeah. there, there are a lot of women out there with um unhealthy ideas about what all men are like yeah and then she could exactly. have a really nice boyfriend who's trying his best and okay yeah. he makes a mistake we all do yeah and i'm not saying he cheats or something like I'm talking about, you know, he might not be as Mm. attentive to her needs or he might do something that he otherwise Mm. wouldn't have thought was inappropriate in a relationship. And then he just gets completely bombarded with all these insults and, and told that he just like every other man and he's a piece of shit. And, and that, that hurts, you know, that's the message you're receiving. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on the receiving end of that. And then you sort of think, well, then why will I even bother doing nice things again? Cause like, if I'm just like every other man, yeah. What's the point? Exactly. I think that, you know, the key to everything here is we should not be learning so much. How, how do I sway a woman or whatever? It's it's inner work that we need to do for ourselves. And yeah. it's so cliche to say this, but everyone should really be looking deeper within themselves because, you know, I, I've dated someone. I had a, um, a boyfriend once who a temporary boyfriend who was extremely critical of himself and that was such a intense personality trait of his that it also meant he was critical of everyone else um and that was kind of exactly what you experienced that you could do 10 nice things but it's that one thing that you do that people are gonna um pay attention to and that's not about you or me as a partner that's about that person being so intensely critical or perfectionist or with these unrealistic expectations that they're setting unhealthy and unrealistic relationship boundaries and goals for themselves without doing it. And they're waiting for someone else to resolve all these issues for them, thinking love heals all. Love does heal a lot but it, it's not going to heal those innate personality traits in us often. We have to do that ourselves. You know, we've got to put in the work for that. Yeah, it's not the other person's responsibility yeah. to do that either. I think um, there's a few things that come to mind. We've grown up on a lot of Disney fairy tales. Oh, yeah. And for a lot of for a lot of men as well, you know, you, you, you see Aladdin or something, and that's just the peasant poor boy <laughs> who ends up with a princess because yeah. he's really nice to her and then... I can't yeah. remember the movie, but persistent <laughs> and and so many um, romantic comedies are about how 
the girl first falls for the the Chad and the, yeah. the jock, but then the the nice guy comes and, yeah. and saves her, and yeah. then she realizes, oh, you were there all along, yeah. and oh, I just didn't see you, and and it, that's yeah. just not how life works. Okay, yeah. in many instances, the football player who's who's fit and and athletic is a really good boyfriend. Like, yeah. there's nothing to suggest that just because a guy drinks a lot of beer and goes yeah. to the gym that he's just some some sort of brute that doesn't isn't attentive to yeah. um, women's needs and and vice versa the yeah. the the guy who's sort of in the periphery and is always the shoulder to cry on and is always mm. helping her to me that kind of says something about you know his self-worth because look if it's a mm. friend like you want to be helping the friend and things like that but I'm not going to be attracted to a girl who's just constantly making... I mean, we all make mistakes, don't get me wrong. But, like, if she's always fall, falling into these bad relationships and then complaining, oh, guys always treat me like shit, like, mm. that's that's on... I mean, look, the men, if they've made bad decisions and they've treated her terribly, they should be held accountable for that mm. as well. But yeah. um, let's just keep this in the realm of, you know, cheating and, yeah. and not being attentive. Um that's that's also you you got to take some level of personal responsibility mm-hmm. there and like you said look inwards and say why do i keep falling for these sorts of, yeah. of people and then yeah. I'm, what's the pattern exactly and, and it's not yeah i'm not gonna feel like i, I don't want to you know save a girl like that or be the oh yeah oh you're the guy oh you all my other boyfriends treated me like shit but you're you know you're so nice i'm like well i don't yeah. you know like that's not something i'm really um looking for but it's that yeah. that that narrative through line that's so prominent in in romantic comedies and especially sort of you know teen fantasy flicks where yeah. the nerds end up getting the the really hot girl at school and, yeah and it just look unfortunately um life isn't like that and then similarly if there are romantic comedies um you know tailored to women it, it ends up being the it's always Hugh Grant or whatever. It's just like perfect gentleman who, yeah. um, you know, runs onto the plane and stops the plane. It's like, no, I actually, you know, I, I love you and all of it. Look, it's not, we're not leaving in a movie. Um, mm. And mm. I was going to say something else. I, I, I forgot what I was going to say, but I, I, I do think, you know, our, our ideas um, about what we deserve and what we expect um, from the opposite gender especially with um, younger men is very warped and is, is, has been influenced too much by well, Hollywood mm. and now pornography as well. And look, this, a lot of my suggestions for incels may not be the most um, ideal. And like I said, you know how I said, I don't think pickup artistry or mm. um, is necessarily an ideal solution, but mm. it's a step in the right direction. Mm. I would also say this, which could be seen as um uh controversial but yeah. if it means that much to you to get laid go to a brothel like get it no but i'm serious like once you sort of get it over and done with you realize okay sex is just sex like it's not this sort of really sp- it can be when you make love to someone yeah. it's amazing it's and it's beautiful and yeah. it's special but but if you've got this sort of monkey on your back and you're really yeah. frustrated about how yeah. I can't I can't get laid, I mean, go to a, a legal and, and safe brothel without a doubt. Um, but- I think that that 
that is good for you know the the second type of person you're talking about the start that can't get laid but i don't think brothels are good for incels first of all i think sex work is really important and i think it's it's great and i'm all for it positive but if you're an incel and you are thinking women are here to serve me and and i'm entitled to sex that having going to a brothel is going to validate for that for them and it's it's probably not going to work out in their favor and in healing them (laughs) i don't think i I would never say that it would heal them or anything like that but i think at least just getting that sort of initial act out of the way might put them you know if they're 99 out of on a scale of you know zero being a non-incel to 100 being an incel yeah and they're at 99 then they might go down to 96 or yeah something like exactly that. That's, i'm just saying it's like a step yeah. in the right direction yeah it could be um but you know they they do say that the incels say the issue is that isn't so much uh, yeah yeah it's not that they're not getting laid it's that yeah. they're not perceived as a trap yeah otherwise that yeah. women don't want them because they can be like well you know the sex worker she's not really going to want me i'm just paying her yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah you know, i think that it's it's something that a lot of men um in particular lack nurture um and have lacked you know that nurturing love and i think that's really really essential in our, our development and without that, you know, it can it can develop into really different ways. And one of those is might be hating hating women or hating people in general. And if you find yourself that you know you're an incel or you find yourself as the person that is you lack so much empathy um, and compassion for others, you know what that's that doesn't make you a monster, but you need help. Um, and, and, and get professional help. There's no, there's no shame in it, but there's things that you're going to have to come to terms with because you know what, if you want to live down the path of being an incel your entire life, it's not going to be that happy. And everyone has the opportunity to, you know, increase the standards of their life and increase happiness of their life. I shouldn't say everyone. We're lucky in, in Sydney, Australia, that most of us have the opportunity to do that. Um, and in a, in a lot of other countries, obviously, as well, that we should, you know, incels should be healing themselves and realizing that, hang on, the common denominator here, you can look at it as being all women reject me, or you could look at it as, hang on, I'm the common denominator here. Like uh, mm. the reoccurring thing here is me. Um, and then women don't owe anyone sex or intimacy. And like we've talked about in our last podcast that if you are good looking and buff you are at a significant advantage but it doesn't take out the entire rest of the male gender um or female in reverse as well do you think um because i'm just going to play devil's advocate here Love pretending it. to be you know <laughs> well incels advocate here um do you think our historical view of uh marriage and relationships i.e there was one person for everyone uh you got married at 18 19 and you just had that one person and you focused on that and that was it and there was a lot of negativity surrounding that i.e um slut shaming and Mm. ostracizing people who um cheated and that burden fell very disproportionately on Mm. on on women but do you think there's something to be said about 
the simplicity of that. Yeah. One person for everyone. Everyone gets, well, you know, 90 plus percent of people get to have a marriage, mm. get to have that one main primary partner. Mm. Um, it's not ideal. You might not be happy. Um, you, there, there could be someone better out there. But back, you know, mm. not that long ago, everyone lived in, not that many people lived in large mm. cities and we didn't have Tinder and all these apps and um yeah, you were probably That's only right. exposed to 30, 30 40, 50 yeah, people, so there's a yeah. much a smaller pool. But do you think there's something um, convenient, nice, easy, and overall better for society with that cultural model? If mm. we not not went completely backwards to that, but just maybe adapted that and said, "All right, well, look, let's just." Um, Let's the, the bring back the person. trend of long-term relationships. Well, yeah, yeah. that, but also yeah. like, all right, you, you you know, you meet someone mm. in your late teens, early 20s, yeah. you marry them, and then you don't sit there looking about what could have been or yeah. what else I could be missing out on. Because that and, was and, the norm. Yeah, yeah. and everyone just kind of does that. Mm. Um, and then, you know, if someone does cheat, it is sort of, you know, it's frowned upon and it's it's looked it's looked down on and you, you get... Um, culturally punished for that yeah. i'm not saying there should be it's not like you consequences know, social some, consequences some countries yeah. <laughs> in the world i'm not saying you know physical punishment or anything yeah. like that. but yeah exactly social some level of shaming yeah um yeah do you think that there are do you think that one do you think that's a better society when it comes to mm. relationships or two do you think there are benefits to that and now that we've gone so far mm. the other way where we're starting to see what those benefits were and then three yeah. i would ask do you think people are gonna react and and want to go back to that and then maybe mm. vote for you know very um highly religious um political candidates mm. and, and and sort of because they're not the the, the new ideas around dating and sex are, are mm. not fulfilling so many of their psychological needs they're mm. going to just turn back to to um the norms of yesteryear and mm. and actually not have some sort of middle ground and 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 think about okay what was good about the the previous norms and what could be good yeah. about the the new norms and and that's that's a lot to unpack there that but was like, a very loaded question <laughs> it was yeah so what what do you think about well, um, all of that i do think you know there is beauty in the way that we used to find a partner and settle and we would commit to that person ongoing and we would put in the work and the relationship because it wasn't the stand divorce wasn't a thing it wasn't really that except well it was a thing but it wasn't it was frowned upon um and we would think you know let's find my forever person and that was the mindset um however we do you know, we do know that those relationships were more secure and obviously longer lasting, but was it because they were happier or was it because they just weren't allowed to get divorced? It's very true. Um, and in this day and age, we I think it's important to mention as well the LGBTI community and the way that we've progressed now gives so many opportunities for love um, for all communities now, that love is love. Um, and there are pros to having this acceptance and this choice that we can, you know, select our partners and we can be picky with it. You know, I'm almost 26 and even only 50 years ago, 
people will be like, oh my gosh, you've got one egg left. <laughs> She's barren. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quick, find her a 50-year-old. Um, no one else would take her, you know, maybe not 50, maybe a bit more than 50 years. But, you know, um, it's that's the positive um, of this day and age is dating. But at the same point, we are constantly getting messages saying, you deserve the best. And we do. But we have to be careful that we cannot tick every single box with someone in a relationship. And at the end of the day, you know, if, I, if I'm in a relationship with you, you're going to have your boxes. I'm going to have mine. As long as you're ticking most of them and we're compatible and we share, you know, same um, values and long-term goals and have the same, you know, idea on commitment, then that's the key to a successful relationship. Well, that and... Um, and how you resolve conflict. But we do have a lot of, if this relationship doesn't serve you everything you want, then leave. Or as we were talking about before, when your insane chemistry and initial feelings of lust um, dissipate after a year or two, then leave. But that's gonna dissipate in pretty much every relationship um, when lust does die out and that's mm. actually a biological phenomena um, and we are left with you know compatibility and a different type of love it's still definitely love and often a deep love but it feels different to what it was so I don't know the answer to, to what's better or it'll be interesting to see what's to come because yeah a lot of people you know even that we hang out with that are in their 30s still aren't settling down yet um and that was that would have been crazy even 10 years ago there's such a a variety now there's people who are still strictly religious and and are getting married very very young and you know maintain their virginity till you know they could be 22 23 24 and, and then and then they get married and and then there are people who lose it in, in their teenage years and then just spend yeah they could be going for 20 years just um yeah. casual encounters flings uh here and there and as long as look i think certain people are built uh more suited to mm. to different structures so comes down to inner work again think about what do you want in life what do you, do you value stability and and um and family and mm. Or are you a more um, spontaneous, fun-loving kind of person? As long as we have a society where we say, okay, we're free to do what we think is best for us, mm. um, I, I can't see how that would, you know, be of any kind of detriment. Um, yeah. I think for a lot of, you know, te- teenagers especially and, and, and even early 20s um, people, there's such a huge pressure of on, you know hookup culture yeah and that can be where a lot of the um animosity mm. for from of men towards women and, and vice versa and some, women towards some women men, towards men of... can develop when when yeah. you're not if you feel like you're not able to engage in in hookup mm. culture mm. because of um factors out of your control i you know you're not as good looking as other other people or you're not as um what other you know whatever mm. factors you may lack but then it sort of it poses the question well well what do you do in what there has to be some sort of culture surrounding the norms of um dating and and sex for young people so Mm. what is it then because if you say all right hookup culture is bad but then you know strict monogamy where you have to marry the person you lose your virginity to is also bad 
what is the um is there some sort of middle ground there where you, you know you're you're allowed to do both but it's yeah. still probably better that you find a long-term partner it, it seems to me there's no real easy solution do you know what you're right there's no solution and we can't think of a cultural societal way to resolve this at the end of the day just for the love of god find someone that you're compatible with and that has those shared you know expectations and shared values with you whether that be recreational like if you want someone that's adventurous if you're adventurous get someone that is also seeking adventure and wanting to do fun things please don't find someone that wants to chill and watch tv because both of those are fine, but together it's yeah. going to be a nightmare. Um, if you need emotional intimacy or spiritual intimacy, those are important values. Find someone that shares that. And you don't have to share the same values across all aspects, but at least the ones that are most important to you. If it's physical, um, chemistry, emotional, you know, shared activities, those kind of things, you need to be on the same page. So if you want to be single bachelor forever or, or, or in an open relationship or non-monogamous go for it till your heart's content but find someone that or people that also want to share that um that same goal yeah very well said um and and don't don't develop a sense of self-worth based on whether or not you're getting laid or have that perfect partner mm. um a lot of people i think tend to think oh if i if I'm married by this age and if I have this perfect girlfriend or perfect boyfriend, that will make me happy. No, yeah. happy people are regardless. Uh, uh, sorry, happy people are happy yes. regardless of whether they're, they're single, uh, whether they have kids, whether they don't have kids. That's so true. Work on that more than anything. Um, and and mm. as a byproduct of that, you'll probably then have a lot more success in the dating world. So work on um, as simple as as it may sound, I think. Yeah. You know, being a glass half full versus being a glass yeah. half empty person, you're, you're just going to be a better person. That um, is so true. As long as it's not unrealistic optimism. Yeah, I love that. Say it again. Happy people are happy regardless of whether or not they're married or having kids or whatever, getting laid every day. That's exactly yeah. it. And that doesn't yeah. just um, go for the realm of uh, uh, dating. That I mean, yeah. ca- career, that oh, so many people... I mean, I, was, I wasn't immune to this. I thought, yeah, yeah, if I can become a comedian, I'll be so much happier. And then I became a comedian. Yeah, it like, gave me some happiness. But yeah. it wasn't until I sort of did some more inner work to realize that, no, that was just... It wasn't the key. No, yeah. it wasn't the key at it's all. It's just an added benefit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I think we both agree that if, if we're looking at, you know, pragmatic solutions to help incels and to maybe mm. think about the trends that are occurring in society inner work is probably the, yeah. the big thing we we both uh, yeah. agree on and and there's some there's some good books out there um i've read there's a guy called bruce bryans mm. um i would be interested actually if you were to you know check check him out and see what yeah. you think because he gives a lot of um advice to to men but he also does books for for women as well so it's it's i yeah, think he's really good um Mark Manson, who wrote the the subtle art of not giving a fuck, you know the most yeah. the basic the, yeah. the the basic self help book out there. Before that, he's got a book called Models, um, and it's for it's not. He makes a big point of saying this is not a tick up artistry book, but it's a way to develop your emotional intelligence and and mm. be not just be better uh, with women for you, but for them as well. Like, That's so I'm great. Sure women... Please develop emotional intelligence. There's 
an endless amount of development you can do on that. And it's one of the, probably the most beneficial thing you can possibly do for yourself, I think. A hundred percent. And for the, yeah, for young men out there who are, maybe are struggling with um, frustration, it's, uh, this is easy, it's very uh, easy to say something like this, but look, it it gets better. Um, Yeah. And whatever's happening to you at 18, 19, 20, probably not going to worry you much in you know in another five six seven eight years mm-hmm. and um you don't need to be to to be getting laid to i guess be happy um as again as like cliche as a lot of this yep. stuff sounds like also if you try really hard and 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 come across as desperate that yes that'll have the opposite effect so absolutely if you want to receive love love yourself first so cheesy it's but very cheesy but please, it's very true it's uh it's the key to yeah. life and and the more you're like constantly trying to get laid i mean i'm sure you know you'd agree women can just sense that like we from, can. from the messages from everything and like that's the whole try when you, yep. you hear the fr- frustrations of younger guys sometimes like well, well, well when i don't text back suddenly she wants to text it's because you you were being needy before yeah and and neediness is a sign of insecurity and yep. no one wants um well no woman wants an insecure man no man wants an insecure woman i mean yep be cautious of the energy that you're putting out um for both men and women and don't that doesn't mean hide your energy if you're desperate it means don't be desperate um fix that energy before you try to approach people um because we we do seek it and like i, I said to you last time that women read facial expressions to 90 percent accuracy men read it to 40% accuracy. And that's, that's a fact. And that's why women have, I know that's controversial, but it is a fact. Men men probably aren't looking at the face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, oh, (laughs) but you know, like I'm sure that's that's true. I've heard, you know, female babies will be really focused on the, on the the caregiver's face that are being, being made. But, um, and boy babies will be picking up looking at the objects around them or like the hanging stars and things like that. <laughs> Trying to break stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my point in saying that is women in particular are extremely intuitive and are picking up micro facial uh, movements and things like that. So just, just be aware that sometimes it's not the way that it's not because you look or it's not the way that you treated someone nicely that they're saying no to you. It may be because you they may be sensing something intuitively or a gut instinct that this isn't actually really a safe person for me to be associating with right now yeah and 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 that book um there's a book um what women want in a man by bruce bryan's that and he goes through all of that a lot Mm um because of course a man is going to say you know, yeah, like in that show, they're going to rate themselves very highly. Like, yeah, yeah, I can treat you well. I'm a good guy. I'm nice. But yeah, how does a woman actually find out what this man is really like? All through mm. the emotional cues, and mm. and and by, well, some say you know testing, testing them or whatever. But yeah, it's true. It, yeah, look, yeah. there's a there is a certain truth to that. And um, if you're just going to agree with everything she says, or um, you know. If your idea of being nice is just being a pushover and yeah. just catering to her every whim, that's not being nice. That's being 
it's being submissive exactly and, and it's there not is, attractive there is a science to nice guys i guess which is a, a little bit separate and this goes for both genders that agreeableness isn't immediately perceived as attractive so like you just said if you're agreeing with everything someone is saying it's not actually going to have the impact that you're hoping and that especially for men um, in particular but also women that people actually prefer someone who is a little bit resistant and can say actually I disagree or this is my opinion on that Um, and if you come to a shared opinion later on or a shared agreeance that's when strong chemistry and connection is built Hmm. Um, and there's a lot um, there's a lot of research on that so I look into agreeableness and how that relates to attractiveness and and masculinity as well so it's um, it's very interesting Hmm. Okay, well, uh, I think we touched on a lot of areas uh, that, that, you know, sprung from starting off the conversation with incels, but <laughs> I hope we, uh, I, I like to think we delved into that quite, um, quite well and yeah. we explored it uh, from many angles and ho- hopefully that might even help some people out there and it would just give people a bit of a, a different a different perspective the the male well one uh, male perspective and one female perspective mm. on the phenomenon of incels and sex and dating in um in 2020 <laughs> uh thank you again for listening H- have you had any more ideas about what we could call this podcast no. i haven't really been focused on that <laughs> hey <laughs> it has not even crossed my mind since we started talking i've been so invested in this conversation mm. um but no I'm, I'm still at a loss yeah well we can if you want we can just quickly um for for two or three minutes because uh, i think do you agree that i don't want it to be like anything too um, dramatic like conquering gender or like gender <laughs> wars. But then yeah. I don't want it to be – I really don't want it to be something too just, cause it'd boring. Be cringe if it's just yeah. like, um, you know, coming together no, or like no. <laughs> bridging the divide. I don't, want, I don't want either of those. I want something maybe, maybe in the middle um, or just something completely separate to, to the topic but that, you know, relates to maybe what we've talked about or um, – Mm. Maybe we should call it like taboo because we're talking about controversial opinions to do with sex, uh, relationship and gender. Yeah. It's probably going to piss people off and and maybe things that isn't talked about as openly as it should be. Yeah, taboo. I I, I have a suspicion. I'm not, I don't know this for a fact, but that Did I just steal it off someone else? (laughs) Taboo something. My guess is that uh, taboo might have already been taken um, (laughs) as a podcast name, but that's definitely on the, that's on the list. Um, Maybe we should name it after your cat, Shorty. (laughs) Shout out to her. (laughs) She's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. She's a very gorgeous cat. Um, Just locked in the bathroom right now. There's, it's a very big bathroom, disclaimer. Yeah, she's fine. Um, all right, well, we'll continue to think about the name. Yeah. Don't want to make a snap decision in, in two minutes. Too but, much pressure. Um, again, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, let us know if you have any suggestions for the for the name of this podcast. And um, thank you again for listening and or watching. Um, we'll, um, if you have any ideas for topics we should cover as well, let us know. Mm. And we'll um, talk to you next week, next See you time. See you next time. Bye. Thanks.